Hey, welcome back. Certainly glad you could join us today. Welcome back to Definitely Not Art, where you get an inside look into the world of being an independent artist. I'm your host, Jalen Holson, and joining me on the show today is one of the absolute sexiest men alive, known for his work in anime waifus and being the lord of the simps, Ibu, a.k.a. Biggie Boo. Biggie, how how we doing today, my friend? Well, uh, from the introduction, I guess we're lying. <laughs> let, me, let me calm down. How, how yeah, am I I'm, lying? How am I lying? Tell me, tell me how I'm the lying, The sexiest baby. man? All right, the sexiest number man one, Number one, you've clearly never seen Michael B. Jordan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and number <That's> two. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for having me. It's great to be on the show. It's great to, you know, share some of my insights onto art and everything that I do. So, you know, just really honored to be here. I'm I'm happy to have you, man. So, like, we we met in a good friend of ours, uh, Scuba Steve, who who will be on the show, uh, by the way. We're we're gonna gonna get that recorded here uh, pretty soon. Um, uh, and we met in his Twitch chat. I don't know how long ago was that. Was that like? Uh, it's probably two years ago. At least, right? That was like yeah. at least a year and a half, a two years, I guess, because it'll be 2022. Is we it was like COVID era. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it was like you, the start of COVID. Yeah, and then you called me in, in Discord for for some uh, graphic novel advice, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's how we kind of kind of bloomed into this beautiful, beautiful friendship, and I love it. Yes, sir. <laughs> but anyway, but how we get this show started is I like to ask uh, all the artists, you know, tell me about your art journey. Like, when did you start drawing? When did you kind of figure out like i i like doing this a lot i want to do this more yeah so my art journey pretty much started when i was in my freshman year of high school, of college so um prior to college i didn't draw at all i didn't want to be an artist it didn't really interest me so maybe did some random doodles in my textbook but like not more than any of the regular kids it was just to kind of be distracted in class yeah. So, uh, in in my freshman year of college, I started uh, taking a theater class, and then, you know, I really loved it, and my teacher even said at the end of the class, you know, you have a really good, like, aptitude for, fe- for theater, I, you should, you know, look into if you want to do anything in, like, you know, acting and stuff like that. And acting was never really, like, something I wanted to do, but I thought to myself, you know... I do really like TV and TV production. Maybe I can do some of the back end stuff. So then I started, uh, I decided, you know, script writing could be really fun. So I started writing scripts. And then one of the scripts I wrote um, was to make an anime. And then that anime was uh, how I kind of got the idea for my comic. And then, um, yeah, so got the idea for my comic. And then I had a friend who was going to draw it, but then they had to back out for family reasons. So then I was like, 
Now, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. So in 2019, I just started drawing a lot, a lot, a lot, like almost every day towards the end of 2019 too. So then, you know, just taught myself art from then on. Awesome. That's, that's kind of an interesting, that's an interesting like kind of way that to get into art is you start off in a theater class, which is not, it's art, but it's not like the art that we do, right? Like it's not, yeah. the, you know, we're not drawing anything for, for theater and then kind of in a, in a really unique way you ended up being able to, to find that love and that craft that, that wanting to illustrate. That's a, uh, that's kind of, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's really, it's really awesome story, man. Um, Thank you. So, so now that you've been in the kind of, indie artist game for a while like what what part about it um do you like the most the part that i like the most um it's like it's two parts number one it's definitely the community you know just the amount of artists that i've met the amount of art friends that i've had especially the ones that i've like made over the internet because it's just so easy to connect with people who have the same interest and you know i've made like a lot of real friends and we do and talk about more things than just art like you know you and you know made lots of other friends that i like you know game with i talk to all the time so you know that whole art community just finding other artists online seeing what they do it's 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 my favorite thing about it and then easily dude easily yeah 100 percent. yeah it's like then, it, without it mm-hmm. we would have never i would have never met you on twitch you know what i mean exactly. like i think it's kind of cool to have this base of people that are going through mm-hmm. the same stuff Exactly, exactly. And then uh, another thing that I really love is, you know, just when I'm done with, like, a project, a piece, or whatever that I'm working on, and then just looking at, like, the fruits of my labor, you know, because me, um, I'm I'm an artist who actually likes looking at his art. (laughs) Uh, Hold hold on, hold, hold on a second. You can't, hold on. That is a travesty, that is a unacceptable we can't I, I have know. it <laughs> it doesn't last long but when i'm right when i'm finished or when it's like some of my favorite pieces that i've done from like the past actually you know like just looking at it and i mean i see the mistakes and i try to learn from the mistakes and i note down the mistakes but i'm just like wow i did this i made this i created this like that's that's pretty cool so it's just you know looking at the fruits of my labor and then looking at my improvement, I think that's the thing that I like the most. Like seeing how I keep getting better from this piece to that piece, and not every piece is better than the last piece, but you know it, it keeps going up. And then I really enjoy seeing that growth. Yeah, there is that kind of like you know there is the meme of like oh, I hate all of my work. It's just it's too I can't even look at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we yeah. kind of get tagged with all the time. But there there I think there is I, in most people I would say some kind of level of of gratification when you um you put something together and it's it's kind of got this emotional attachment to it or it's got Mm -hmm. some kind of meaning to it for you personally as an artist um and then when you finally have that sense of like i got it done you know what i mean um if you ever feel like anything's ever done you know what i mean (laughs) but um but yeah that's that's good that's an interesting uh definitely an interesting way to look at it and I think you hit on something else that's really important too it's it's that growth right because that's something i've noticed at least in your stuff, man, like the stuff you were making when I met you is not even like, it's night and day. You know what I mean? You're just, you're continuously expanding your, your like anatomy and like the way you can make things dynamic. And, um, 
the way you're really starting to like insert emotions and that narrative into your characters when it's just the characters and no dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely a big Thank part you. of it for sure. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, so, so what are some goals that you have for your art career right now? Well, uh, some goals I have, number one, I want to make it an art career. You know, I want to set myself up in order to, because, you know, I'm an independent artist, but art doesn't pay the bills at all. So I, I do have to work full time. And I want to get to a point where I can have enough cash flow coming from, you know, my different, like, my, my different, you know, things that I do with my art, like my comic, you know, my stream, and then also, you know, just owning like property and things like that to a point where like my main job, my eight hours a day goes to, you know, drawing, creating content and stuff like that. That's like my main goal for like my work. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and how are you going about kind of getting there? Like what things are you doing? Maybe not on a daily basis, but at least like, you know, weekly or something like that, that, are getting you closer towards that, that end goal of having that be your, you know, your nine to five. Yeah. So things that I'm doing, number one is practice. That's what I do every day. Um, you know, making just, I draw every day and I haven't burnt out yet. Sometimes I do burn out from like a specific project. So sometimes there are days where I'm just like, I, I don't really want to draw a comic right now. And then I just, you know, do some fan art pieces or I just do some studies. There's some days where it's like, I don't really want to do any fan art pieces. So I just, you know, kind of dive into my comic. So, but I even, or is just some days where I'm like, I don't really even want to draw. So I kind of just mess around with my tablet. So, you know, I've, I've gotten to a point where, you know, there's never a day where I'm like not drawing or not trying to create something. So I just feel like, you know, me practicing all the time that's really going to make my art just look professional and then get me to that level that I need to get to and also just this is a non-art related kind of thing that I'm doing well it's just saving the money that I get you know investing it and then just trying to create uh, like faucets of cash flow so that I can have passive income and then you know, be able to dive fully into the whole private artist kind of realm without, you know, having to be a starving artist, you know, or and without having all that stress and risk that comes associated with it. Because on some months, you're not going to do as well. And on those months, at least I have, you know, the rental properties that I own and the my stock portfolio in order to, you know, keep me at a comfortable level. Wow, that's a that's a definite way to secure some some cash by me and talk more about that because i think um i think i get the, I, I get questions in stream a lot about like art school um mm-hmm. and we'll talk about streams here soon but um but i and that's the part to me that i don't i don't know what your opinion is on it but i don't feel like if you want to learn how to draw if you want to learn how to um kind of get into the the freelance you know scene like i don't feel like you need art school but I do feel mm-hmm. like if you want to make art a career that you need to understand some business things. So talk more about some some of that like behind the scenes money move stuff that you're that you're doing that's working for you. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, 
art school will teach you a lot. But you definitely do not need art school to be a professional artist. Um, you know, most of the most of the companies that if you're trying to go the company route, you know, trying to go the corporate route with art, most of them do take art school into account when you're new. But you know, if you have the portfolio to back it up, they don't really they don't really care. Uh, but a lot of the things that I've been doing in order to you know keep uh, money up is. You know, um, right now, art is kind of a hobby for me to where I have my normal job. You know, I have my nine to five and that's where I can, you know, make my money and then I come home and then I do my art and I'm just trying to build that foundation in order to take it to the next level. Uh, great things in order to, you know, get to that next level is just making sure that you diversify your income. So when you make art, there's a lot of, you see a lot of artists, they have their YouTube, they have their Patreon, they also Twitch stream. They just, you know, take content that you have on, like, one platform. So, like, I have my comic, and then you can basically be, you can basically put it out into, like, all different types of platforms and, like, ways to, you know, boost your popularity and even make money from it. So you can, you know, I'm making my comic, I can put tutorials on YouTube. I'm making it, I can put like art from it on like my Instagram and things like that. And then also even just non-art related things, it's just when you have money, you know, definitely invest, definitely save, um, just make it so you're basically, like my, my motto is I'm allergic to being broke. Like that's just that's just something that I, <laughs> I don't subscribe to. <laughs> we gotta keep myself in that Gucci bag and then Prada jeans. You heard me? Exactly. <laughs> Feel me. So that's just something I subscribe to. I'm allergic to being broke. If there's, um, you know, there are a lot of money making opportunities that you can have within and in, and outside of art, and making sure that you're always looking for new ways to have passive income like that's the biggest thing passive income there's lots and lots of ways that you can have that and just looking into those projects and you know things that you can do that don't really constrain you um they're huge so there's like i have a friend who's working in real estate but then in order to he just started in order to really like you know, have that flexibility to talk with his clients and do all these things associated with real estate. He drives Uber Eats and then he just does that whenever he doesn't have to work. And then when he does have to work, he's just, you know, doing the real estate thing, but he doesn't have clients yet, but soon, you know, he will, and then he won't have to do that anymore. So it's just finding ways in order to free yourself. Well, thank you. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I, I don't think you have to be the, the typical meme of the starving artist if you want to get started with um, independent content creation, because that's that's kind of where I'm at as well. Like, I have my teaching job, I have, you know, a couple coaching jobs, and that's kind of my main, you know, way of doing money. But like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in that same spot as you, like, I'm on the cusp, you know, of being able to make it a nine to five, because over the summer, I didn't have a job, and I still made plenty of income to where if like if i was living on my own i would have been able to you know pay rent but i put it away you know mm -hmm. um and i think that's always the the scary part when you start is just kind of that security stuff so if you're you know if you're thinking about doing it i would say you know take biggie's advice and just kind of put some away so that way if you want to get that nine to five started you have that safety net of like you know four or five months worth of income 
to kind of make sure that in that four or five months the growth's going to happen or like you know a year or whatever so um then the ESO moving on down the line here uh what have been some of your favorite projects uh personal otherwise that, that you have done maybe in the last year or so well number one definitely working on my comic you know if it wasn't my favorite project <laughs> I wouldn't put this much time into it mm-hmm. yeah and what is the name of your comic just so people can definitely go check it out so yeah, my comic it's called Rune, R U N E, and uh, you can read all about it on Webtoon. Hell yeah, you can. I'm I'm close to um, Silver. I think I just got to Silver, and they're on the train. So I'm 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 rereading because like I I when you first put it out, I burned through it. And I like kind of forgot, so I want to burn through it again now that you're um, way farther down the storyline here. Um, yeah. So I'm very excited to see where it's going. Um, and so I, obviously you stream, right? Yes. That's how, that's how we met. Um, so tell me about your stream journey. Um, cause I was, I was kind of there for it, but let the people know kind of how it all got started. Um, yours is very, very successful. I, I would, I would argue, um, it's always a great time in Biggie stream whenever I pop in there. Thank you. really appreciate that. But yeah. Um, my stream journey started where, um, you know, I started trying to learn how to draw digitally and things like that because I wanted to drop my comic. And then I was like, ah, wow, I, I, you know what, let me have something on in the background while I draw. So first, you know, I had like some Spotify playing and like I would have my music. But then, um, you know, you don't want to always just listen to music for like six hours every day. So, I mean, some right. people might, but I didn't want to. So I was like, you know, it might be cool to watch a show. Like, you know, just have, like, The Office on in the background. And that was yeah. terrible. That was, like, the worst thing that I could have ever done because I was so <laughs> distracted. <laughs> I was just incredibly distracted. And then I was like, you know what, let me, you know, I like the whole having voices going on and, like, listening to that. So uh, let me just let me just go on to Twitch because, like, I used to, I was on Twitch before, um, like two years before that, like while I was in college, I would just watch Overwatch players. So then I just went on to Twitch. I was still really into Overwatch. So then I was like watching Overwatch players. And then I started to find artists that were on Twitch too. I didn't even know that there were any artists on Twitch. And then I started watching their streams. That's, that's how I kind of found Scoob. And then that's how I found Jalen. And after just a year of just being a viewer on Twitch, I just saw it as this is a way where I can meet lots of dope artists, have people have another thing to do while I draw, have people hang out, you know, kind of build like that community of like, you know, friends, you know, I'm in their streams, they're in my streams, you know, we're all supporting each other and things like that. So I just saw it as, you know, a way that I can build a support system for, you know, everything that I'm doing because it, it's it's hard to just be your only fan, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, so it's great having people who, you know, they read your, read your comic or they look at your art on Instagram. Whenever you post something on Twitter, they're commenting, they're retweeting, you know, and then you do that same thing for them. You know, you guys are just all being supportive because, I mean, if you practice, you're going to be a great artist. And so you're just going to meet other great artists and then you're all just going to become fans of each other. And it's, it's amazing. Oh, absolutely. I think you hit it right on the head with the, the community part. That's the part for me that always keeps me coming back to it. 
um, mm-hmm. even when I go on these uh, hiatuses because of you know life things. It's it's just the the kind of thing that to know that it might not be a hundred thousand people liking your stuff, right? But if it's yeah. those if it's those those you know five or six that you've met and you've had these really kind of good, um, really deep connections with, and and mm-hmm. they're honest with you and they're um, wanting to see you succeed just as much as you want to see them succeed, it it mm-hmm. definitely helps that that process. Um, so if you're if you could say anything to somebody that wanted to start streaming or maybe is like struggling with streaming, like what would you try to tell them to kind of keep the, the ball rolling? I would say, you know, <clears throat> I would say definitely start because there's, there's, there's like a lot of things that you can, um, you know, try out and just see if you like, and streaming is one of them. And you don't, it's, a lot of people, they try to put up this facade that streaming is like a super expensive thing. But a lot of times, the things that you buy for your stream are things that you're going to buy for your art or for your other, like, you know, just working from home. You know, you need to buy a webcam. You need to buy um, a microphone when you're working from home. You're on the Zoom calls. You know, you need to have a good computer if you want to draw and, you know, really make these big and interesting projects. You know, you want a strong, reliable computer that doesn't crash on you or that doesn't lag. And then you can kind of transition those into streaming. I mean, you, you see the professional setups, and those do cost a lot of money. But, you know, to get started, I, I've seen people just use their Xbox, and then they stream. So I would just say, you know, start, see how you like it, you know, tell your friends about it, and then see how they also enjoy just coming to your stream. And, um, you know, that, that's all it honestly takes, you know, just, just seeing how you enjoy it. If you do really enjoy it, then... You get as much as you put in most of the time. Sometimes you people are unlucky, but you honestly get as much as you put in. So if you if you're really focused and you know trying to be consistent, then you'll you'll get a lot out of it. Even if it's not, you're getting like hundreds of views or you're getting all these subs because that's not the most important thing. You know, it's um, you know, are you having a good time? Are you building a fun community when you turn on your stream? Are you happy to do that? You know. Do you do you want to keep doing it? That's that's what's really important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you know, are you keeping yourself healthy too? Like that is the big yeah. thing that I think I see a lot, um, especially these big streamers, the ones that when you go into their channel, there's like five hundred concurrent viewers. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that, that that does kind of wear and tear on you a lot. Um, from at least the the conversations I've had with some of those people. Um, and uh, yeah, just just make sure you get started. Have faith, you know, and stay ready because you never know when you're going to get that big, you know, 500 people raid or whatever, or you know, yeah. you're going to have a subathon for no reason because someone's got a hype train going because they're loving your energy today or something like that. So yeah, right. Or you end you. up in a scandal and now you're viral. And yeah, now, exactly. Now people are coming to your stream. Exactly, and then you start an OnlyFans and that goes really well and you're good to go. Yeah. You know? yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Isn't that what happened to you, Jalen? That's exactly what happened. I uh, yeah exactly. had a scandal, and then uh, uh, the OnlyFans got started, and we were, we were good yeah. to go. You know, now I just post yeah. scandalous pictures of myself and make millions of dollars. I just do this for fun. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh my god! Well, all right, we're moving on down the list here. Um, this next segment is called "Talk Yo Shit King," but uh, mainly it's for creators that do commissions. Uh, we talk about and vent about some of the the. The things that keep us paying the bills as content creators and independent artists. However, uh, Biggie, I understand that you are you are an indie artist that does not do commissions, correct? 
Yes, yes, I actually don't take any commissions, but that doesn't mean that I haven't dealt with some of the issues that people who do pay commissions have. <laughs> exactly. Um, so when someone asks you for art, like what's one of the biggest turnoffs when someone asks you for, you know, a, a drawing, a sketch or whatever? So, you know, I have, like, I have, especially recently since I've been, you know, getting better and being better at posting on my social medias and like in other people's discords. And most of the time when I'm posting on discords, cause I don't take commissions, it's because I want to, you know, make my friends discords, you know, fun and, you know, engaging, you know, have people, you know, posting in the art section. Uh, so I post in their discords and then I have people that, you know, message me, Hey, can you do this, that, the third thing I always say is I don't take commissions. You know, that's just, that's just, you know, because I don't. And then even if they were expecting free art, it's kind of like, I'm not giving free art. And I don't <laughs> even take paid art. Uh, so, you know, if you have people that do ask you for art, you know, you just, just say, I don't take commissions or just give them your commission form or just say my commissions are closed. Things like that. That's what I usually do. And that's what I see other people do. But my pet peeve is when I say that, People go, oh, I wasn't expecting to pay you. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So they they went through they went through the hassle to not only ask you for the art, mm-hmm. but then when you say that you don't do commissions, they were just like, Well, I wasn't planning on paying you for a service that I'm asking you to do because I can't do it myself. Is that yeah, pretty is... much. They're like, oh, I wasn't gonna pay you anyway. Oh, shit. Well, well, now it's a yes. Well, well, <laughs> I well, didn't know you, you were that. gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is, uh, yeah, that is definitely a pet peeve to have. I completely understand. That is, um, that is crazy. Actually, that you had those interactions with people. I've had many of those because most of the artists that they probably talk to, they do take commissions, and it's like. Oh, they send them the commission sheets. Like, oh, well, I then they probably do say, "Oh, I was going to pay," you. and then they're like, "Well, I only take paid commissions." But like, I'm just it just baffles me that people think that I would just do free art when I don't even do paid art. Yeah, it's just, <sighs> free art is a it kind of gets touchy sometimes with independent artists. But um, I mean, yeah, that's that's one of my pet peeves is people asking for free art. But mm-hmm. um, I think. For me, my, one of my biggest turnoffs with commissions is just like when it seems like you've kind of locked in what the client wants, and then as you keep going because you're having like a good energy conversation via email or whatever, they just keep adding on to the commission. <laughs> like, yeah. like it starts off like, "Hey, can you can you draw my wife uh, uh, cosplayed as Who? like you know you know Black Widow or Storm or something like that?" And like, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yeah, that'll be you know one fifty for a print, whatever." They're like, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome, cool. Yeah, and she has these dogs too. Uh, can you can you put can you put these two dogs in? I was like, well, all right, yeah, we can we can do that. But now it's going to be like two fifty. Then they just keep going and going and going. And there's never like a point where you're like, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, heading on down the line here, uh, what was the most stressful project you've ever taken on? Um, commission or otherwise I'm, I'm gonna guess it's probably your your comic book as fun as it is uh 
Yeah, yeah, it'd be the comic. <laughs> it would definitely be the comic. Um, so there was a point where I would post bi-weekly for my comic. And then, you know, I would just you know, always make sure that I'm posting every two weeks. And I did that for about seven months. Where I was just I, say, I, I remember you just turning them out, dude. Like, you were cranking out issues. I'm like, jeez, this guy is yeah. built different. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I was... I was turning them out you know i just I, I was loving what i was doing and then but there were a lot of nights where i would come home so i'd wake up at like 6 a.m for work i'd go do i'd go do work and then i would come home and then just start drawing and this would only be on friday nights um i'd come home i'd start drawing and then because i have to get the chapter out on sunday i'm literally drawing from like I'd get home at like six thirty, seven forty-five. I draw from like I draw from like seven forty-five because like I'm eating. I get home at six thirty, and then I start drawing at seven forty-five. So I'm eating, and then I draw from seven to seven a.m. So just twelve hours of straight drawing, maybe taking a snack break or a water break. So the, there would be days where I just would be up for twenty-five hours just drawing. I drink an Jeez. energy drink. Like I drink a monster, which is just terrible for you mentally oh and physically. <laughs> <laughs> but and it got to a point where the people at 7-Eleven they're like oh you getting a monster today like right when I walk in they'll be like hell yeah <laughs> they just know it's, they already have it out for you they're like oh hey exactly. how's it going man here you go <laughs> exactly. 25 hours huh <laughs> yup so <sighs> that and then you know just holding myself accountable because being consistent you know I just read all these things it's like being consistent is like one of the most important things you gotta be consistent I was like I, I can be consistent I can do it and then you just kind of start hating that. And yeah. there was being consistent took a lot away from my growth as an artist, as a comic artist. You know, I just felt like the content that I was putting out when I was putting out panels versus the content I was putting out when I was putting out fan art, where I was taking my time, I was trying out new things, I was like looking at what other artists were doing here, this, that, and the third. I just thought my panels looked like poop. Yeah, you know, they I just weren't it. a good example of what I can do. Yeah, just had diminishing mm-hmm. returns. While while as hard as you're working to kind of keep the hype going for the book, at the end of the day, if if you well, first of all, if you're not happy with the art you're putting out, that's going to wear on you in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other end, like it has diminishing returns because even though you might be able to crank out all these issues maybe the quality starts to go down and there's the potential that people kind of see that and that kind of gets stressful with it as well. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like this never ending circle of, of things that can go wrong when you push yourself to that kind of limit. But that's crazy, man. I didn't know you were doing like 25 hour shifts. That's, that's a, it's a whole nother level, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the entire time I was doing it, like I was enjoying myself. Like I was having fun. But then once it started, once I started to just not enjoy the content I was putting out, because like I said earlier, I like looking at viewing the fruits of my labor. And then once it became like content for content's sake, you know, it just, I just started to dislike it. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, what's the weirdest thing someone's ever asked you? to draw whether it was just like a obviously on cake commissions but um mm-hmm. on that on that realm what's like the weirdest thing anyone's ever asked you to draw for them 
Um, so I, I <laughs> the weirdest thing someone's asked me to draw. So some probably a foot with cat ears on it. <laughs> That's a different level of kink that I'm not sure that I've ever <laughs> ever heard of before. They wanted a foot with cat ears on it. Yep, a foot with cat ears on it. So was it like their cat's ears, like a specific breed of cat? Uh, I think it was just like the cat ears that e girls wear, like those cat ears at home. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you they said no. Me, uh. Next question. Oh my god. <laughs> you took it. I wanna I need to see it right now. I so 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 it. it wasn't like a full, like on fully rendered commission. It was basically like so, so um one of my friends came into my stream. Um her, her name is like Keely, and then she um basically like we have like a like an inside joke where um I I like like the cat ear version of her better than the normal version of her. So I'm just like, yo, you're lame. Like, where's cat ear Keely, like, all the time? And so she, like, basically cracked that into a, I have an obsession with cat ears. So then she just was like, you know, it would make feet better. Like, cat, like, feet, like a foot with cat ears on it. Like, you should draw that. Draw that now. Draw it now. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to draw it right now. <laughs> it, it looked awful. It was like, it was, you know, when you do, like, a, like, a, when you're drawing something and then you just go off to the side and do like a little shitty doodle on the corner of it as oh, yeah. a joke, like just to distract yourself and then you erase it and go back to what you're actually doing. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. One of the many uh, amazing e-girl that are big fans of Biggie, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew, but on Twitch, probably amongst any independent artist, the amount of like amazingly attractive e-girls i've never seen flock to a single artistry more than biggie boo i'm, I'm talking <coughs> the, i'm talking the biggest names <laughs> in the game pokemon okay. devin oh janelle God. all pokemon of has never been in my stream amaranth all of these people just flock into <laughs> into biggie's stream and they're like oh my god it's a beautiful yeah. chocolate man they say that part but amaranth <laughs> <laughs> come on uh, he's only been there twice right. exactly she'll come back she'll come back we'll get her back <laughs> but moving right on down the list here we are skirting in our delorean so this segment is where we ask our guest um about any advice they would give to those wanting to start like the freelance art life um things of that nature so what would you have told a I guess a younger version of uh, Biggie when you were starting freelance art stuff, when you were starting to kind of get into this, like this life of making your comic streaming, all that stuff. We live in the information age. And if you're a digital artist, be a digital artist. And when I say this, I mean, if you're doing any type of art, use reference use the hell out of reference no one is expecting you to know what an armpit looks like from three-fourths with the sun hitting directly behind it no one knows what that looks like just off the top of their head unless they have done many many years of practice and if you're just starting out you probably have not done many many years of practice use reference please 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 use reference please you know and using reference is different than tracing 
don't trace because that's not going to help you. And that's pretty much stealing someone else's art. But, you know, just your Google search is going to look very weird, but just search up armpits. Yep. You know, if you want to know how to draw this armpit, uh, you're having trouble with this jawline, search up some jawlines from three fourths from the front. You know, just have all these pieces of reference. You can't get the nose right, search up the nose. And just have like a board of reference at your disposal so that you can put all these things together and make your art piece just look phenomenal. And then the other thing, be a digital artist. And when I say that, I mean, there's a whole world of just a whole ocean of assets that you can use in order to get your pieces done more efficiently. You know, you can, you, you can get like a tree brush you can get a brush that makes hair come out. I mean, it might not look perfect, but you know, you, you just adjust it. You, you put some, you put some flavor on it. You know, you get, you have all, yeah, you have all these texture brushes. You have all of these, like you know, brushes for lines, brushes for sketching. Like, use those. You know, just fully, just integrate yourself with those. You know, have all of them on demand. Figure them out, and then also use those the tools that come with your program. So instead of drawing everything, like, you know, I was drawing shoes. I drew, and they were like side by side, and one was like a little bit up. So instead of drawing both shoes, I drew one of the shoe, because they're kind of coming from a side view. Then I took the other shoe, copy pasted it, adjusted the angle a little bit, and then just like, you know, put like the little transform tool on it. So I just distorted it a little bit to make it look like a different shoe. And then boom, I had two shoes. I drew the first one. I'm not stealing anyone's art. This is my art. I drew the first one. But I'm just using these things that we have as digital artists to just be way more efficient. Exactly. I do that with eyes the most. I think out of anything Man. that I use those digital tools for, it's when I'm when I'm trying to draw eyes on a face, because I'll draw the right one and it looks amazing. And then I'll move to the left side. I'll try to freehand it first just to get that practice. Um, but nine times out of ten, it looks like ass. So I just like I erase it, and then I just do you know control, copy paste, flip it. We're good to go. Yup, I do the same thing. I do the <laughs> same thing. Yeah, but because because you bring up a good point, like you don't just because there's all these people like you know a Proco for example, because that guy is just the most anal dude I've ever seen about um, like kind of the traditionalism of art. Um, mm -hmm that'll tell you like no you have to draw everything um everything has to be perfect he's not even persian but i'm just doing it anyway um mm -hmm. and things like that but like why if i don't have to sit for three hours to draw a cityscape background because i'm making a set of uh sample pages because i'm gonna draw spider-man or something like that and mm -hmm. i want to get these beautiful you know out looking shots of him swinging over new york city I don't have to spend nine hours drawing that background because I can just import um, a cityscape picture and maybe just kind of trace over it. Or I can get a brush that just has buildings on it, like those kinds of things that make everything faster. Um, mm -hmm. And when you get into this life, you'll realize, at least if you ever get into commissions, that time is money. So if I know I can knock out a project in you know, two and a half, three hours and it looks really good versus only being able to take maybe one or two because it takes up more time of my day, that's a big difference. You know, that's two commissions worth of or two commissions at like, you know, $300 that I can get done in one day versus having to extend a commission because it's going to take me a couple days to do that background, you know, that exactly. kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, 
So what are your, some, some of your favorite resources for that? Since you brought up Google, um, what are some of your favorite resources to use as an artist that's making his own book? He has to build his own world. He has to kind of uh, market everything himself, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of them is, so I have Clip Studio Paint. I'm sure there's a lot of people who use Clip Studio Paint. The asset store is amazing. It's fantastic, especially when I first started out. So I wasn't, I was absolute garbage at anatomy. You know, I'm I'm still not perfect, like who is, but much better now. But <laughs> no one, yeah, no one but... ever gets there, you know? It's just one of those things. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so Clip Studio Paint, they gave me, like I was able to go into the asset store and look up a bunch of poses for 3D models, and then I could use those to like get my anatomy better. Um, and then having like texture brushes inside of the asset store, uh, you know, I really want to draw like this, like a school. Okay. Well, I can go inside and find 3d models for a hallway. I can go inside there and I can find 3d model, like not 3d models, like a brush for buildings that I can put in the background of the window and then also go inside there and find like a brush for people. They have people brushes that I can just put like on the sidewalk. So that, you know, I don't have to spend a bunch of time drawing all of these things. And, I mean, more artists than you think use 3D models and use these brushes to get their work done. Because they understand time is money. Efficiency is very important. It's not the most important thing because there's lots of art that takes a extreme amount of time and people have appreciation for it. But it is a very important thing, especially when you want to do commission things like that. Um... Another really big uh, asset that I use is uh, it's I've been I just I actually just got it and I'm I, I kick myself for not using it for a while but it's uh, it's called Pure Ref. Oh, so yeah, you told me about that on the stream. Uh, yeah, it's video, amazing. Yeah. So Pure Ref is this program where it's just like a little black square that you can put on the side of your screen and then you can make it so it's always on top. So, you know, you can just have it on your corner, just on your screen, and you can just put references in there. And, you know, and just build a reference board and you don't even have to download the image. You can just click the image and drag it into the Pure Ref box and then it will just put it there. And you can zoom out and zoom in and just have this whole entire gallery of like images that you can adjust the size of, you can move around and things like that. Just have this whole gallery just right there at your disposal in the bottom corner of your screen. But you can make it an entire screen. You can just make it any size you want. And just having all of those references so easily accessible, so easy to just import in, it's just made, number one, getting and using and having references just much more, you know, attainable. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to go search for 20 minutes to find a hand right you know, it's just right. made it you know, <laughs> just made that whole process easier so definitely definitely doing that and then using the assets so getting faster and then just having the art look better because you have the reference there absolutely yeah that's that's a big thing man use those tools use those references mm-hmm. um there's plenty of things that i had to get talked into using you know clip studio being one of them um, yes but <laughs> What a saga that was. Because, I mean, Sketchbook oh, Pro was God. fine, I think. I, I, I still yeah. recommend, you know. You know. Mm. 
Scoob literally had to buy <laughs> Clip Studio paint for this man to use it. And he's uh, never looked back. <laughs> not once. I've not looked back since the... Ma- he's gotten his $25 worth out of that sale that he got for mm-hmm. him, you know. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Well, uh, Biggie, it was an honor and a pleasure, as always, to get to just chat with you and hang out for a bit, as we usually do sometimes on Discord. But Yeah. <sighs> man, what a, what a day. We did it. We did the thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so where can people find you on the internet if they are wanting to uh, ask you for free art, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come through and <laughs> ask for free art. <laughs> but um, so my Instagram is ibu underscore junior. So just I-B-U, very simple, underscore J-R. That's my Instagram. And then my Twitter is I-B-U-J-R. I didn't put the underscore Instagram. Had it. Taken anyway, it's just IBUJR and then uh, Ibu Jr. And then for my Twitch, it's Biggie Boo. So that's B I G G I E B U U. So two U's. The end. So yeah, you can find me on any of those. If you go to one, you'll be easily linked to the others. So yeah. And then easy can, peasy. Yeah, and you can read my comic on Webtoon. It's called Rune. R U N E. R U N E. We will have all those links down at the bottom and. Yeah, what a podcast, dude. What a podcast. You know yeah. you know how easy it is if you wanted to make your own podcast, Biggie? Let me tell you. If you just go to podcast.com, who is definitely an officially non-official sponsor of the podcast, um, you can put anything you want up there as far as podcast content. They have unlimited storage and optimized search engine capabilities to get your podcast out on the internet. That's podcast.com. I'm Jalen Holston. You can find me at Jalen Holston on Twitter, or you can go by Art by Jalen on Twitch. I'll be there probably Mondays and Fridays. Sometimes Mondays we vibe, Fridays we go to work, that kind of thing. I know it's backwards, but it is what it is. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next one.